Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl, Rachel Real, coming to you with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy is a podcast where I give support and validation to individuals who have found themselves in a narcissistic relationship. You don't know what's going on. You, you think you might be in one. You, you just don't know. And you want to confirm that you ain't crazy. You know, that's what we do over here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all of my new listeners. Please share my content with others so you know they can join this community with me raising awareness about narcissistic abuse what it looks like just having those conversations to confirm and let you know you ain't crazy it's also a platform where I educate motivate inspire give you my opinion for different um, on different topics and giving my commentary on different requests that I may get or questions that I might get in my inbox And please feel free to drop your questions as well. Put them in the comments section. I'm learning this new app so that I can engage more with you guys and be able to take some, um, just have some, um, have some Q and A's and take a poll on, you know, what you might want to talk about. Um, Yeah, just really, really have fun and help people so that they can be in a better place. You know, if you don't like something that's going on, do something about it to change it. For those of you who can, you know, because there's nothing you're going through that someone else has not made it through and a closed mouth just does not get fed, you know, so I know it sounds easier said than done, but faith without works is dead. And with my faith, that's what I believe. That's what helped me. My faith in God helped me to get out of my situation that I was in that I knew was not good for me. So yeah, guys, um, I'm Rachel Real. I'm here. I'm not a psychiatrist, therapist, counselor, or anything of the like. I am a survivor, a thriver from being in a five-year narcissistic marriage, rather, along with um, alcohol abuse. He was an alcoholic, or is as well. And it was very subtle. You know, of course, it didn't show itself in the beginning, that personality disorder. But the longer I stood around, I began to see things, and I had to look at myself because I was becoming someone that I didn't like. So I don't want to like give someone else credit for changing me, but I was allowing things to take place that I didn't like and just my character and things like that because I felt like I had to keep defending myself, defending myself and explaining myself and because of the gaslighting, because of the manipulation until I realized it was all a damn game in the first place. You know, it was a spirit. You know, I feel that narcs are... That's like some possessive shit I feel like that they have. And it's just, you know, crazy. Listen to my other episodes to catch up. You'll get where I'm coming from. It's 140 out there. This is the number one, the 141st episode. Okay. The 41st one and the episode number 41 in the second series. So yeah, there you have it, guys. Um, Yeah, let's get into this topic today. I usually speak on... If somebody has a question, I'll, I'll answer that and talk on that. Um, or Quora, I talk about the app Quora, Q-U-R-A. It, um, there are a lot of Q and A's there and I get some of those questions in my inbox and talk about them as well and give my commentary on it. And what was that question? And guys, I do my podcast live uncut to bring you this content so that I'm doing my part. I'm doing my due diligence to make sure I am raising awareness about this personality disorder, being a a voice for individuals who feel lost. And, you know, 
you may think that you're losing your damn mind and you need to hear someone to tell you that that is not the case. What you're feeling is very real, period. Do your research. Knowledge is power. Knowledge up. That is your best defense by gaining as much knowledge as you can about the personality disorder. So let's get into it. Today I want to talk about, and also I hope you guys have had an amazing week. Why? Because you can have an amazing weekend. Don't let nobody get up under your skin. You know, you take control over your feelings. You be the cause of your smile. You know, don't let somebody else bring you tears. You take your power back and put that smile on your own face. Like what you see in the mirror when you're looking in the mirror. And if you don't fix it, because change starts with you, fix it. So that's just, you know, that's my opinion and my take on it. So the question that I saw today was or is, what do narcs do when they see um, you're strong? What does a narcissist do when they see you as being a strong person? Do they change? Does it switch anything up? Uh, Are they worse? What do they actually do when they're, when they, they're like, oh, you're a strong one. Well, here's my commentary on that. Let's talk about it. So when a narcissist knows that you're strong, first of all, I feel very often they go after people who usually have more than they have a lot of the times, you know, whether it's your self-esteem, your confidence, your success, it can be financial, financial success. It can be anything that you have a one up on them with. They ain't going for some broke down person because they're already feeling broke down inside, you know? So they're going to go for someone who they feel they can suck them dry. They can literally suck the life out of you because they get bored. They need that supply. So how can you get supply from someone who's already broken and don't think of them, don't think anything of themselves, have low confidence? Their job is, is to take all of that from you. You know what I'm saying? So if you are already a confident person, they want to take that from you to break you down. And that's what usually happens. They go after people who already have things going on, already feel confident. You probably have a strong um, uh, friend circle, a strong family circle, because what they're supposed, what they're going to do, if you stay in it, or if you are in it, there, that, that spirit is going to break it down to take everything you got away from you. That's what their mission is to do, to torture the hell out of you and take everything that you have away from you. Not only material things, to take your mind, to take your joy, to take your confidence away, to take your self-esteem away, to take your jobs away. Like literally all of the things that they were that they claim to be so inspired by or fell in love with you because of this, fell in love with you because of that. I like this about you. I love your family. I love your children. I love the job that you do. I love how you do your job. All of that changes. All of that stuff changes once they get you. After the love bombing and they got you, now their job is to break you down. So that gives them a lot of work to do. And that's what they need. You know, it keeps them on their toes while they torture the hell out of you. And that's the cycle. So to that question, 
What do they do when they feel that they got a strong one? That's what they look for, in my opinion. And it's my opinion and my experience as well. And some of the people who I see who have that pattern, that's what they do. You know, you always going after someone who got it going on and blah, 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 so that you can just complain, criticize, ridicule, insult, body shame, job shame. Well, it's just never enough. You don't do anything right. But when they got with you, you did everything right. You know what I mean? So they kind of switch it up. So a narc is going to be a narc. It's a personality disorder. It's a personality type. You know, it's a jerkish person, that personality type, and you can't change people. So for them to be able to change, that would require a lot of work that they're not going to put in because they are lazy. It makes it much easier to leave you, think of it, think of it being a spirit to leave you and just go to the next so they can start the cycle all over again, unless you allow them to keep abusing you, which they would prefer. No, you stay here. Cause I ain't done with you. I want you, I need to break you down. I need to make you go to jail. I need to unalive you. I need to, you, I got to keep beating you down until you're done. That's what they do. And if people sit around, there's so many things that happens to the victims when you stay around, unless you get yourself up out of there, you stay around, you're going to lose your mind. You're going to lose. Some people lose their lives, lose their jobs, lose their, you know, just careers, period. If you were in school, you probably dropped out of school. Now you owe a student loan and you ain't even got the degree. Like they will screw your life up, turn your world upside down because that is what they came to do. When you got into that situation, when they showed up nine times out of 10, they didn't show up that way. That's why it's the love bombing versus the idolizing. You know, you're everything. Oh, you're everything I've ever wanted. Oh, you make me feel so great. Oh, I just love you. I love your size. I love how you dress. I love how you wear your hair. I love how you cook. I love what you do. I love your work ethics. Like they just love, love, love. Almost to the point where that shit doesn't even make sense. But you don't see that when you're in it. You're just taking it all in. Like, oh, this just feels so good. I'm so flattered. Even though I know for me, I was at sometimes I was just a little taken back. Like you're going to the extreme. You can like a person, but you're doing the most, you know, start doing the most. If they're doing things for you and going out of their way and you try to get you on cloud nine, because the more they build you up, they know that's how that that's the distance that you're going to fall. That's the height of the fall. Let me keep building you up and building you up and building you up. They're doing all of the, making all of these deposits just to keep your attention, just to keep you there so that you can trust them and make it hard for you to leave them because now you are addicted to what you thought they were or who you thought they were and what you thought they were going to do and give all, all of the future faking that never comes to fruition. That's, it's all, it's just the all- all, it's just a sick game that they do, which is why you got to educate yourself. You got to understand what you're dealing with so that, you know, you know, you, you know what you're dealing with. And when you understand what you're dealing with, you'll know how to respond. And it's very important that you understand how to respond. My heart goes out to anyone who's still in that relationship, anyone who's, you know, just reminiscing and ruminating over 
what you thought you had, what you never did. You basically fell in love with a fake person, a fake person that never existed. They were only acting. And when you really educate yourselves, a lot of the times you'll find out narcs are not that smart. If you shut up and just let them talk, they don't really have much to say. They don't. It's not much. Com- it's not much conversation. At I mean, there at all. If you, if they try to act as if you're this horrible person, they're just going to repeat whatever you said about them. That's why you don't go and tell them that they're narcs because they're going to turn turn around. Not only tell you that they're going to try to beat you, be ahead of you, and beat you to the game by telling someone else that this is you because they automatically think, "Let me get to whoever before he or she does." You know what I mean? That's what they do. So when you understand that, you'll stop telling them different things. When you go to them, oh, I just feel like you don't listen to me. You never give me attention. You're dismissive. You know, you don't support me. You don't show me love. You insult me. Like you're saying all of these things that you know a person should not do. You think that they don't know that they're not supposed to do that? Of course they know, but they don't care. They don't care. And if you say, hey, I want to be with a person who just does not care about me, who just makes me feel bad about myself, look at how they make you feel. Look at the pattern. Do you like it or not? How long do you see yourself living that way? If that's something that they're doing to you. I don't know about you, but for me, I you can't put a price tag on peace. I need peace. I don't want to get into arguments on a regular. You can become addicted to that stuff that you won't even know how true love feels, that you won't even know how to love yourself. They will try to make you hate yourself. They will try to get you to a point where you don't even want to look at the mirror at who you look like. That's their mission. And when you find yourself losing yourself from the beautiful image that God made you to be, and you let another person steal that from you, because I say let, unless you got some serious other stuff going on where your safety is at risk, then there are other avenues you have to take. I'm not telling you to do anything in that area because safety is first. But those of you who don't have that issue, you have to really focus on how do I get out of this? Because you might have created or have a disorder where you are addicted to that pain. And I just learned a couple of terms today because I didn't know, like narcissism, I really didn't know what a narc was or all of that kind of stuff years ago before I got involved with one. I kind of knew, you know, you see, you hear about the Greek story or whatever where, um, I forgot what that Greek goddess or whoever was called and they couldn't stop looking at themselves. Like it was about grandiose and being conceited and arrogant and all of that stuff. No, this is a personality disorder. And once I experienced it, then I knew. And not only afterwards, learning so much about the disorder, I began to see that it's so many different types of people who really have that personality trait. And they're, <coughs> excuse me, and they're different types of narcs. You know, covert, malignant, communal. You know, you got the different types and you got to educate yourself about exactly which one are you dealing with. You know, because when you got somebody who just 
you figure you got a personality where somebody's happy-go-lucky, they're very loving and caring, then you got a personality where it's narcissistic, where I got to manipulate you, I got to self-sabotage, I got to self, I have to self-sabotage the relationship, I got to backstab you, I got to talk about you, I got to lie on you, I got to lie to you, I got to cheat on you, like they know what they're doing and it's like they can't even help themselves unless they get into therapy and that therapy is really, it's not the same therapy a non-narc, a person who's not a narcissist would get because they'll have you thinking, oh yeah, we got to, if I go to therapy, you going too. we both going to therapy. No, 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 no. Your therapy is different from mine. Let's be clear on that. Cause I've been there, done that where when I thought, cause I didn't know about all of this. When I thought that Oh, okay, let's try to save our marriage and let's go to therapy. It wasn't the same kind because even when, when I did and minutes later, you're still doing the very same thing that we were complaining about, like something's wrong with you. And when I began to see that there was something wrong, I stopped looking at myself as far as blaming myself, because that's all they're going to do is blame you. It's your fault that everything is happening wrong in the relationship It's always going to be your fault. They're always going to find a way to circle it back to you. Even if they look like they're taking accountability, it's going to circle back that it's your fault. They're going to get that in there. That's what narcs do if you're really with one. So again, when you're dealing with that and they're taking you out of character and you still choose to stay, stay, because some people stay in those situations because it, it feels weird to them to be out of it. You got to make sure you're not dealing with some kind of Stockholm syndrome where you're now addicted to your abuser or this uh, term, what is it called? Mesochism and, or being a mesochist, mesochist or mesochism. I believe that's how you pronounce the word, but look those terms up. These are people and personality types who, for whatever reason, love to endure pain. So... There are people who literally, they may complain on one end, but they really like dealing with the pain. And that's a disorder that you can get help with through therapy, but you can't just do it on your own. Of course, prayer can change anything, but faith faith without works is dead. So if you're not putting in the work to make the change, you know, you can pray and ask God to help you to change. But if you're not willing to put in the work to change, you're beating a dead horse. You must really like to be in that situation. Or when the narc wants to hoover you back in, you got to make sure you, you're not a person who has uh, mesochism and make sure you're not a mesochist, you know, because a lot of people go back to the pain or allow that narc to come back into their lives and be hoovered back in, knowing full well what you are about to deal with again. What makes you think if they're a chronic serial cheater, that unless they got healed through therapy and they're still in it, betrayal is betrayal. When somebody keeps consistently betraying you and stay around you, I'm not saying somebody who made a mistake or they did it and they're not doing it anymore. They vowed to not hurt you, whatever, whatever. But when you're constantly dealing with deceit, and again, these are patterns. I'm not talking about isolated situations. When you're talking about a personality, you know the personality because you can look at pattern it's just like somebody who you might meet somebody and they seem all nice or they seem like they love everything you love and all of that look at the pattern because at some point those true colors are going to come and you're going to realize you didn't like a damn thing that I said I liked but 
during the idolizing and the love bombing period before the devaluing and discard everything you love they love too just like coming to america what do you want to do whatever you want to do what do you like whatever you like like that's how they are in the beginning before the mask comes off you know so just be mindful of those things guys but that's my that's my um response to um what what do narcissists do when they find um when they see that you are a strong one you know what do they do so that's my commentary and my response to that um basically they knew you were strong before they got with you and then if you are strong if you didn't seem strong or you begin to be stronger in the relationship or marriage they're going to just work overtime to really break you down that means they got to hurt you they got they got to they got to do something to break you down and that's what that is so you're just going to have to keep working harder and harder to keep your identity to stand your ground to keep your confidence to keep doing what you're doing you're going to be working overtime and it's exhausting because they are now in competition with you. That's my opinion. That was my experience because I do consider myself a strong person. And I got tired of fighting. And when I say fight, I'm not talking physically fight. I'm talking emotionally fighting. Fighting to keep my sanity. Fighting to not have to deal with arguments. Being kind. Being nice. Not getting into disagreements, which is like impossible because we're not the same person. We're going to have a disagreement. And just because we have a disagreement, does that mean shut down, ignore me, curse me out, call me out my name, talk about me, just do all of the, get drunk, get excessively drunk. Like, oh, I'm going to stop drinking. But as soon as I say something that you don't like, oh, I'm going back to drinking again and get drunk. Like it was just a mess. It was a mess. So I feel like when they know that you're a strong person, they're just going to make you work harder because they're going to work harder to break you down. Because the minute that they see, it's like killing a bug. Oh, you're not dead yet? Let me get some more spray. You're not, you're still, you're still moving? Let me get some more spray. Let me stomp you harder. And that's what they do. They're just going to beat you harder. Mentally. Emotionally. Some of you are dealing with physical You know, I pray that you're not, but I know it's real because I know the statistics where, you know, how often women are unalive at the hands of a man on on a regular, on a regular. So you got to be careful out there. And I'm not saying, you know, there aren't women narcissists because truly they are. There are, you know, men who are taken through the just the the mud and you're a good father. They're telling you're not a good father. Oh, I'm going to take you to court. Oh, I'm going to lie. Oh, I'm going to hit myself and say you did it. Like you, everybody has to be careful out there. You got to be careful. You have to understand that there are people out there, all sorts of people. And when they show you who they are, believe them, believe them. Because it is hard as hell for somebody to hide their true colors when they're around you all the time. You're going to see it. And forget that crap where... Oh, you know, I was just a little mad. Oh, you know, I was just drinking. That's not really me. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's who you are. Because if you keep watching them, you're going to see it again. You're going to see it again. So whatever attachment you find yourself being attached to with them, you know, you got to undo that thing and be easier on yourself because it didn't happen overnight. So the likelihood of you just getting that feeling out of your system overnight 
not going to happen like that. Or it can with some people, but for the most part, if you have a heart and you've opened it up for somebody to come in, you got to allow yourself to feel the process of the loss. Trust the process that you got to go through to heal. And I promise you, you will heal if you put the work in. But the minute you break and say, hey, I want to start this damn cycle up all over again. That's exactly what you're going to do. And it's going to be 20 times worse because when you show up, because you appear to be strong and I can, and you like, I can handle this, be prepared for what's going to come. And you might not make it out the second time around, the third time around. And if you have small children, you better take into consideration your kids, take into consideration any of your loved ones, because they'll do whatever they have to do to break every relationship up that you've got. That's their mission. Anything that's still standing around you must be broken. And they're going to figure out how to do it. Their minds are constantly going 24-7, those who are not getting any help with that personality disorder. It's constantly going. And because it's constantly going, they're always thinking about, what can I do to hurt the person? That's the disorder. I know it's hurtful. But if you're thinking, oh, well, they're nice, they won't, they this, they can't help themselves. They're, they're going, they don't know how to regulate their emotions. So something else can make them mad and you will take the, the, um, the hit for it. They can get it. They can have a thought of something someone else did to them that you remind them of that or a statement you made reminded them of that or the way you look remind them of something. It can be anything. How can you live your life walking on eggshells to the point where you don't know when you're going to crack one? You don't know. That's like living in pure hell alive. And a lot of you are living in homes that way where you're literally sleeping with the enemy. Can't say anything, can't do anything, can't look a certain way, can't smell a certain way, can't do your hair a certain way, can't do nothing like without it triggering them to devalue you, devalue you, make you feel like crap. So if you want change, change starts with you. Stay prayed up, get prayed up, educate yourselves, understand what you're dealing with, knowledge up so that you can have, you know, the power is within you, but so that you can start walking in your power, walking in your healing, take the energy away from, I mean, don't use your energy arguing with somebody who's unreasonable. They don't care. Don't even waste your time. Put that energy into yourself to start your healing, to start practicing better habits because anything that you do over 28 days will become a habit, but you've got to put in the work if you want to heal. And if you're saying that it's okay, please look into mesochism or mesochist because that might be something you're dealing with or even Stockholm syndrome. And then you got to get help in those areas, you know? And if you don't have the money to go to a therapist, I really, really encourage you, encourage you to listen to Dr. Romney. I don't know her personally, but I know when I was going through listening to her videos, she's a psychologist online, R-A-M-A-N-I, Dr. Romney. She helped me a lot. And when you pull her up, you'll see so many other psychologists and other content creators listen to other podcasts she has a podcast too like listen find one who resonates with you and 
manifest that thing, listen to that thing, meditate on that thing. Instead of listening to them, if you got to put some headphones or something on, let that be your therapy daily. Because I guarantee you, the more you listen and you understand that you're not the crazy one, you're going to start feeling more empowered. You're going to start feeling stronger because you're going to feel smarter that you're, you're understanding exactly what you're dealing with and you're not going to feel crazy anymore. So I hope this helps guys. Um, like I said, um, have an amazing weekend because you can, if you are a parent who's still raising children, you ain't got no other choice, but to make sure you're there for them. Because if not one or two things are going to happen, you're going to make that child think that it's okay to take abuse from somebody or that it's okay to abuse somebody. So either way it's wrong, you know, give yourself a big hug, give your kids a big hug, give yourself a high five. You've got this. You're beautiful. You're strong. You're loving. You're caring. You're smart. All of those things. And if nobody else told you that they love you, I love you in Jesus name, my sister or my brother. Peace and blessings to you. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye.